Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you aboard for another edition of State Lines. Trick or treat, happy Halloween to everybody out there. Halloween day this year also is an NFL Sunday, so if you're going around trick-or-treating with the kids, you're going to have to have those games pulled up somehow, maybe on your phone or sneak a peek back home when you're handing out some of that Halloween candy, as this should be a fun weekend. Lots going on. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Glad you are joining us for another episode of our program. we got full coverage of the NFL slate coming up. Also, a little bit of a look at the college games of some of the local teams of no, We'll get into that. Uh, I am back after John Spataro was kind enough to sit in for me last week here on the show while I took a vacation. So it's good to be back in the chair alongside Kevin Berger for this week's show. And my best bets, 18 and 9 on the season, documented. So you're winning about 66% of the games. If you're betting with me, I'll have more of those, as will Kevin coming up a little bit later on in the show. But Kev, we got to start it off on a down note. I hate to do that when you try and be positive to start a podcast slash radio program. And you look at what the Bears did down in Tampa Bay. Justin Fields, five turnovers, 38-3 to loss. Tom Brady basically wrote the score. Uh, Bears now under 500 for the season. Uh, your thoughts on this football team that looks like it hit rock bottom a week ago? I mean, Jason, what else needs to be said at this point? This is how this – this is kind of what we expected this season to go at to be – this is what this team is this year. It's gonna they're gonna be consistently inconsistent. And it it, it it's bad overall. It, the coaching staff looks bad because I mean, now especially Jason, this past week, the Bears didn't even look like they were ready to play that football game. They did not look prepared. They did not look like a professional football team. Um, the body language on both sides of the field is awful um, from the players, the coaches. It's just not a good look for a professional sports organization, especially one that has as long of a history as the Bears. And there's only one way I I see this ending, and that is that the coach is going to be fired. And if Matt Nagy does end up gaining the boot, Jason, the move that should go right, right alongside with that is um, the the general manager Ryan Pace should be gone as well. Yeah, I, I don't see it. If this continues to go south, I don't see how you keep either one of those guys around. I thought they got a reprieve they didn't deserve last year. And, and I got to say, I know a lot of people are defending Justin Fields right now. Look, I'm no Matt Nagy fan. I've been on this this bandwagon for a couple of years when nobody would join me when I try to start one saying, hey, Matt Nagy's not a very good football coach. And it's bad when your offensive-minded coach can't even call the plays and get that right. He's got to turn it over to the offensive coordinator. But I, I'm not encouraged by what I see from Justin Fields right now. Now, maybe he turns it around and becomes a great player. It's certainly possible. But the early returns, I mean, you turn over the ball five times in a game. I don't care how bad your offensive line is. Uh, you don't read the defense as well, and you don't really have a feel for the pocket. Look, Joe Burrow last year had a terrible offensive line in Cincinnati, so bad that he got hit on one play, and, and he blew out his knee and had a serious knee injury. But when you watch Burrow play last year, you said, hey, there's flashes here. This guy does some things really good. Not seeing anything good from Justin Fields right now. Now, I'm not trying to be too hard on him, but everybody's saying, oh, he's going to be fine. That's no guarantee. So Justin Fields, the coaching staff, everybody's got to improve for this football team going forward. And I got to throw this out there for you, Kev. I, I know you're a Justin Fields guy, and I know you, you, you like his potential. And 
Uh, certainly, I hope you're right on that. But at this stage, forget about the future. Uh, would you consider throwing Andy Dalton out there if things keep going this bad? Or do you think the Bears should just ride Justin Fields for, for valuable experience they hope for the future? Honestly, Jason, I, I could argue both sides. Um, I could argue that right now, if you're going to want to try to stop the bleeding, you, you should put Andy Dalton in there. But again, I mean, I can point to earlier this week, Boomer Esiason was on a radio show. I believe it was on 6-7 the score. He said that, yes, Justin Fields' lack of experience is showing. But there's only one way you can get experience, Jason, and that's he has to be out there. So if I'm the coaching staff at this point, I have to monitor his psyche and I have to monitor his confidence because as long as he is confident in himself, I say, and he's not hurt. I say, keep him out there. Cause there's only one way he's going to learn. He's going to have to take his lumps as unfortunate as it is. And as painful as it is to watch the bears don't have any other choice. Jason, Andy Dalton is not going to be your franchise core is not going to be your future starter at quarterback. Justin Fields is and having Andy Dalton be out there taking valuable reps and game time from him is not going to help him develop any faster. It's an interesting question. I think it's a tough call on both sides. I lean towards the fact though, with Justin Fields, what you're seeing is so bad right now. Will you destroy his confidence? And also is he getting any returns positive by just going out there and playing terrible? Would it be better to watch on the sideline and try and observe a little bit? I'd lean towards if this keeps going south, you got to put Dalton on the field at some point, but hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully the Bears going forward here can find a little bit of magic where Justin Fields can stay in their lineup. But if it keeps going this bad, I'm going to Dalton. And I don't know if that'll be this week, uh, Kevin, if they do that or if they do that ever, but let's talk about this week's game. Bears and the 49ers, these are two teams not playing good football. Frisco on a losing streak. The Bears have lost two in a row. The Bears are actually in this game. Pretty surprising on their own field against San Francisco. The Bears are a four-point underdog. The total in the game is 39.5. Bears plus 175 on the money line. San Francisco, again, who after winning their first two games has not won since that point. Uh, they are minus 210 on the money line. Garoppolo and company to Soldier Field. Jimmy Garoppolo, a Northwest Suburban Chicago native, coming back home. Uh, give us your thoughts on this one from the line perspective and also uh, from the Bears' perspective straight up. Well, Jason, I'll, I'll answer in reverse order. Um, the Bears have to win this game, Jason. I mean, this is a – I hate to I, – I know we don't like to use the terms must win, but this is a must win for this franchise right now because if they – because the 49ers – They've looked all right at times this year, but they have not looked fantastic by any means. Um, the Bears have to win this game at home because if they don't, then this could spiral even further and further down. And um, that's that's how the, the Bears, as I said, they just have to win this football game. In terms of the gambler's perspective, Jason, um, honestly, I really don't like much in this football game at all. Um, I think the line, if I were to take anything on the line at all, I would probably take San Francisco uh, minus four. I know the Bears are playing at home, but I, the way they've been playing, I see no way that they will even be able to cover that uh, four points for, that they'll be able to do anything else but cover. I don't see them winning this football game. And the over and the total just doesn't look all that great to me. So uh, if I'm going to do anything in this game, I'd take the San Francisco 49ers minus four. 
All right, Kevin's on the Niners. I'm actually on the Bears here. I look at the Niners and I say, look, this is a team, if they weren't pay, playing the Bears with a terrible offense, one of the probably the worst offense in the NFL right now, the Bears, especially passing-wise, you got to look at the 49ers. Their last three games, they scored 21, 10, and 18 points, and two of those were home games. I think coming to Chicago here, this is a trap game for San Francisco. They've lost four in a row entering this contest. I could easily see the Bears winning this game. It wouldn't surprise me. I kind of think they are going to win, but even if you don't think that I'm going to take the Bears plus the four. So uh, Jason got here on the Bears plus the four points. This is State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. We differ on this Bears game, Kev, but let's look at some of the rest of the slate for this week in the NFL. A uh, big one in the NFC South. The Buccaneers will be playing the Saints. This is a rematch of a divisional round playoff game last year where the Buccaneers and Brady went into New Orleans and won. They're going to try and do it again this year. Uh, in the regular season, Buccaneers minus five and a half, total 50 and a half, minus 250 on the money line for the Bucs. Saints return plus 200. This is a 325 central time kickoff. Uh, do Brady and company stay hot or can Jameis Winston pull a surprise? Oh, boy. Um, see, Jason, I hate picking with the Saints um, this season because you can never tell. They change week to week. Um, but in terms of what the points, um, looks like, I, I kind of like that spread. I'm actually kind of surprised that it's only five and a half, but, um, I, is this game going to be at, are they playing in, uh, the dome now? Are they playing yeah, in the Super Dome now? Yep. Home game for new Orleans in the dome. See, and now that Jason gives me some pause because as we know, the saints are different when they play inside the Superdome and when there's a crowd there. Um, so I would actually go ahead and I would, I'm on the saints for this one. Let me take the saints plus five and a half at minus one Oh five in this one. All right. Hey, Kevin is on the saints. I will join him here. I like the saints plus the five and a half as well. I could easily see new Orleans again at home, winning this game, pulling a surprise, but if not take those points, I love home dogs in the national football league. Before we clear it out for our first segment, here's a better drink it for you. Kev. We love our proposition bets here on state lines. Bears quarterback Justin Fields over under 188 and a half passing yards against the 49ers. What do you think of that one? Will Fields go over under? You're going to save that money and put it in the beer fund. Uh, Jason, I think I'm going to save. I'm going to think I'm going to save the money and put it in the beer fund for this one. I I can't figure out what is going to happen with this Bears offense week to week. I don't know how Justin Fields is going to look. We don't know who's going to be available. So let me just go ahead, play it safe, and I'll take this money and drink it this week. All right. Kevin's got some money in the beer fund. I hope I do too, but I am going to put that money out there at least till Sunday and say Justin Fields goes over 188 and a half passing yards again. I think the Bears are going to surprise in this game on their own field. So give me the over Fields 188, 188 and a half passing yards. When we come back, more NFL games to discuss, more better to drink it coming up. Also, some college games later on. Toilet Bowl game of the week. It's a good one, meaning it's a really bad game. And we'll have our best bets on the program as well. All that and more on State Lines right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. 
At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard as we roll along here on State Lines where you get the best gambling information out there. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Kev, one of the key games this week on the slate, AFC North battle. Both these teams need this game because the Bengals are one of the surprises in the NFL right now. In fact, the season ended today. Can you believe this? The Cincinnati Bengals would have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. (laughs) Again, it's Halloween time, so... Bengals fans don't get too excited. Even got those Halloween colors out there. You wear the black and the orange. But regardless, the Ravens also in that division, even though they lost to Cincy last week at home, they're still a force to be reckoned with. So the Browns and Steelers on the spot this week. This game is in Cleveland. The Browns are a three and a half point favorite in the contest. And this is a noon start. And you look at the total of 42. Browns 180 on the money line. Steelers plus 155. How does this one shake out? Well... Jason, I uh, I think I'm going with the home team in this one. I'm going to take Cleveland minus three and a half. I think that Baker Mayfield is just about due at this point, Jason. I mean, Cleveland, they've lost so many close – they've lost quite a few close games this year. And again, AFC North is always competitive every single game. But I will give it to Cleveland in this one, Jason, mostly because I think they're due and because Cleveland's going to be at home. So let me take Cleveland minus three and a half. All right. Kevin is on the Cleveland Browns. Remember Baker Mayfield battling through the injury right now. We're not sure on who the quarterback's going to be for this game. If not, if it's not Mayfield, they will have a competent backup in case Keenum. He started a lot of games in the NFL. So regardless who starts, I'm actually going to go with the Steelers here, take them plus the three and a half. Cleveland's got a good defense, but that offense has been suspect so far this season. So give me the Steelers plus the three and a half. Let's move on to this game. This is a Sunday nighter, 725 Central Time kickoff. The Dallas Cowboys have been a nice surprise under second-year coach Mike McCarthy. They've surprised me, I must admit. Cowboys are minus two and a half. Total is in this game 55 as they are taking on the Minnesota Vikings up in minnesota the cowboys minus 135 here kevin and the vikings are plus 115 minnesota's had a lot of close losses this season uh dallas has played as i said really good football so far uh this should be a good matchup in prime time for the national audience yeah jason it'll be a good matchup but i i firmly think i think the cowboys are going to win this game i think this offense is way too high powered they have too many weapons on offense for this vikings defense to keep up with i understand the the minnesota's no slouch on offense either with guys like uh, justin jefferson and dalvin cook and adam thielen but um this down i think the biggest surprise with this team jason has been the cowboys defense 
how well they've played. And so I'm going to take Dallas in this one minus the two and a half on the road um, for this one. Not a lot of people mentioning the Cowboys right now because of the Bengals as far as the biggest surprise in the NFL this season. But you could argue it's Dallas. Look, they're 5-1. and one. They've won five in a row. The only game they lost was the NFL opener uh, in early September back on Thursday night, and they barely lost down in Tampa, the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. So, Kevin, you're on to something there. The, the Cowboys are playing really good football. But the Vikings have come to life as of late. They're, they've won two in a row. Again, they had tough losses in Cincinnati to start the season. They lost a game uh, to the Panthers, that, or the Cardinals, rather, that was a close game. So you look at this Vikings team at 3-3. Three and three, I think they're a little bit of a play-on team right now. So I'm going to roll the dice here and take Minnesota uh, as the underdog plus 2.5 in this game and say Kirk Cousins can do enough, and that defense will do enough to keep Dak Prescott in check as well. So give me the Vikings. I'll take them plus the 2.5. Another game to look at this week. This is a noon kickoff. The Tennessee Titans, who, I mean, they just did, didn't beat the Kansas City Chiefs last time out. They demolished uh, the mm -hmm. Chiefs. That was an absolute butt-kicking by Tennessee. Not a lot of people seeing that one coming. And the Titans this week are one-and-a-half point actually underdog in Indianapolis against the Colts team uh, that started the season very weak. But they have come on. They had a nice win in San Francisco last week. And the Colts here, again in this game, uh, giving one and a half, totals 51, minus 125 on the money line for the Colts. The Titans return plus 105. Kevin, some might argue this is a trap game for the Titans coming off that big victory. Uh, though the Colts, again, really have turned things around after a slow start. They're now three and four winners of their last two games. Yeah, Jason, I would agree. I think the Colts have been looking very good the last couple weeks. But I'm sorry, I do not see them being able to slow down that man and that's running roughshod over the NFL and Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy is almost unstoppable. I don't think the NFL has seen a dominating running back like this since Adrian Peterson was in his prime when he was in Minnesota and he was running roughshod over the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Tennessee plus one and a half. I mean, you said it, Jason, they demolished the um bat the team that has gone to the super bowl in back-to-back -back seasons and they just absolutely trounced them they look better on both sides of the football their offense is running fantastic with derrick henry as its main cog and then of course the big addition in the offseason julio jones ryan Tannehill's looked good that defense has looked good i don't see any team being able to slow this team down anytime soon all right, Kevin is on the Titans plus the one and a half. A Titans team that won last week at home over Kansas City, as Kevin mentioned, 27 to three. And Derrick Henry averaging four and a half yards per carry on the ground. Already 869 rushing yards this season, 10 touchdowns. He's one of those unique running backs because in today's game, they say running backs are interchangeable. Well, that's the case with a lot of guys, but not with Derrick Henry. He's a you know, top five type running back year in and year out in the National Football League, no matter what his team around him is doing. All that being said, I am on the Colts, minus one and a half. I think this is a huge letdown spot, a tough division road game. So give me Indianapolis. Again, they're playing better with Carson Wentz figuring out uh, his role on that team, working with Frank Reich, who, of course, he worked with in Philadelphia. And they seem to be clicking. I think the Colts defense is a bit underrated. So give me Indianapolis, a minus the one and a half. 
Let's move on to the Washington football team. I know, Kevin, you love the fact they have no nickname and they still don't have one. Uh, They are plus three this week, the Washington football team is, as they will be taking on the Denver Broncos in Denver. 325 Central time start. Uh, The Broncos minus 170 on the money line. The Washington football team plus 150 on the money line. Total in the game, 44 and a half. Broncos started the season quick, Kev, but uh, they have not looked good. Uh, in recent weeks while the Washington football team looking to have another down season, at least so far. Yeah, agreed. But Jason, with that being said, I think Denver's going to be able to get back on track this week. Um, Washington, as much as I love Ron Rivera, they're not very good. Um, And Denver, I mean, they have the ultimate advantage. And not only are they at home, but they're at the mile high for this one. So I think Teddy Bridgewater and the guys will be able to get back on track this week. So I think um, I am going to take, actually, I will take Denver minus uh, three to win this game. I will join you here, Kev. I'm on the Broncos, too. I just don't have any faith in the Washington football team, and I think Denver is a little better than they played in recent weeks, so give me the Broncos uh, minus the three. So a couple of better drinkets here in this segment. Here we go, Kev. Bucks quarterback Tom Brady over under two and a half passing touchdowns against the Saints. Ooh, two and a half passing touchdowns against the Saints for Tom Brady. Yeah, Jason, I will go ahead and I will take I will take the over on that one for uh, Mr. Tom Brady going into uh, the Superdome. All right, I'm going to go under because I think the Saints can pull the upset there, keep it close. I'm going to go under on that one. Is Ze- Here's a fun one up for the uh, Sunday night audience. Dallas running back Ezekiel Elliott and Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook combined for over 199 and a half rushing yards. Yes on this one, Kev, is plus 225. So uh, you can more than double your money won back on a bet here if you like this one. How do you see it playing out? Well, Jason, it's for that reason I will go ahead and I will say yes on that one because you have almost nothing to lose if you do. If, if they do combine, I am going to be the only thing that gives me pause is Dalvin Cook's ability to run the ball on the ground against that Dallas front seven, which, as we've talked about this year, is vastly, vastly improved um, as opposed to how they've been the last couple seasons. But um, into I mean, plus 225 on yes, if it if it hits, I would go ahead and I would take that every time because you have almost nothing to lose at that point. All right, Kev's going to go ahead and try and win some big money there. I'm going to stay away from this one. I'm leaning towards, uh, yeah, it's a good idea to bet it, but then I'm like, you know, I need some money in the beer fund as well, and I don't like it enough to put the money out, so I'm going to go ahead and drink that one away. When we come back, we'll talk a little college football, more NFL games. We also have some more better drinkets. Toilet Bowl game of the week, our best bet. So much to do, so little time to do it here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Coming up more right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, Phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. 
To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us as we continue on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Let's go ahead and take a look now at some of the college games of interest involving local teams here, Kev. And we'll start it off with the Fighting Illini. How about Illinois last week? Brett Bielma's squad goes into Happy Valley a record nine overtime game. Granted, after the second overtime, they do one two-point conversion play for each team to try and settle the thing. Whether you like that or not is a matter of opinion, but what you have to like if you're an Illini fan is the fact that they won that game 2018. Obviously, that's the biggest win of the Brett Bielma era so far here in year number one. Now, Illinois comes home this week, and they will be taking on Rutgers Illinois plus two here, Kev, a plus 105 on the money line. Rutgers is minus 125 and minus the two. The total is 42. This game is a Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff uh, central time. Rutgers started off the year 3-0. They're 0-4 in the Big Ten, yet they are favored in this contest. Break it down for us. Well, Jason, I it, this is a very interesting game for me to look at not only from the gambler's perspective, but as a football fan as well, because I mean, yes, they are 0-4 in the Big Ten, but Jason, the teams that they have played in the Big Ten, three of which are now ranked in the top 10 right now in Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan, and they only lost to Michigan by a single touchdown, Jason, so they played that game extremely close for the entire game. and But of course, at the same time, then they lost to Northwestern last week. However, um, Jason, I think Greg Schiano even now has been able to turn around this program quite a bit in just the half season he's been since he's been back at Rutgers. So as much as I would like to give love to U of I um, in this game, I would actually take Rutgers in this football game just because they're at home. U of I, they, they've had a pretty, I don't, I'm not going to say disappointing season because I don't think we expected a ton from them in the first place in um, Brett Bielema's first season. But I will go ahead and I will take Rutgers um, uh, minus two in this one. All right, Kevin's on Rutgers. I like Rutgers a lot here as well. Look, college football is, is about momentum and about those type of swings. And for Illinois to win that game in Happy Valley and then come home, this is a natural letdown spot. Plus, Illinois has abysmal quarterback play. Look, Art Sitkowski is a gamer. He plays hard, but unfortunately he broke his – arm in one of the overtime periods last week so Brandon Peters came on and eventually threw that touchdown pass and the or the two-point conversion pass in the ninth overtime to give the team the win but that doesn't change the fact that Illinois quarterback play is bad I think you bring up a good point Kev when you say uh, Rutgers has lost to some real good teams this year and I think Rutgers is going to cover this one and they might do it easily so give me Rutgers minus the two Let's go to Notre Dame and North Carolina. Irish trying to stay in the national championship race playoff picture with that one loss only to second-ranked Cincinnati. That was in South Bend earlier this season. This week, the Irish are minus four, minus 175 against visiting North Carolina, who comes back at plus 140. Total here, 62 and a half. Primetime game, NBC television. 
6.30 Central Time. I know you're a big Notre Dame guy, Kev. Do you think they can pull this one out and cover? Or do you think North Carolina and Mac Brown might find a way to get the job done? Um, Jason, I think Notre Dame will be able to cover this one for sure. Um, and in terms of the gambler's perspective, yes, I think they'll be able to cover minus four is not all that bad. Um, I definitely think they can cover this one. But in terms of the game itself, Jason, Notre Dame has not impressed me nearly as much as I would have liked this year, because even last week against USC, where they were clearly the better team than, than, than University of Southern California, they did not bury USC like they should have in that second half. They have yet to play a full 60-minute football game the entire season from what I've seen because they didn't finish very well last week. So the, the a Mac Brown coach team is never one to be taken lightly, Jason. So Notre Dame better be careful because, because UNC is going to come out swinging in this football game. All right, Kevin checking in on Notre Dame and North Carolina. I'm going to go ahead and take the Tar Heels here, plus the four. I think Notre Dame wins. It's going to be really close. So uh, give me North Carolina plus the four. Northwestern, ugly, ugly game at Michigan last week. There's something about Northwestern on the road versus Northwestern at home, and they had that win against Rutgers a couple of weeks ago. But, man, they got really hammered after a decent first half at Michigan. Wildcats trying to bounce back this week. They're at home. Northwestern is plus eight, plus 250 against Minnesota, who's minus 340. The total's 43. 2.30 p.m. kickoff central time here, Kevin, for the Wildcats. Northwestern's had some really bad quarterback play this year. Their defense is okay. Can they keep it close against P.J. Flex crew, or will this be the Gophers digging their way to a win? Well, Jason, and again, you know how much I love uh, Northwestern hashtag go cats, but... <laughs> I think this is gonna. This game is gonna belong to Minnesota in this one. It's as you said. Northwestern's quarterback play has been abysmal this season, and as you and I talked about pre uh, before we started uh, the show today, Northwestern pretty much goes as their quarterback play is. If their quarterback play is good, everything else seems to work itself out. If it's bad, well, we've seen the results this season. They've been woeful to say the least so i will go ahead and i will take minnesota to win this football game at uh minus eight all right kev's on minnesota i'm gonna go with northwestern not trying to be a homer here even though i went to school there pat fitzgerald's teams tend to do well against these middle of the road big 10 squads like minnesota and when they don't have that good quarterback play like kev said that that is an issue for northwestern as goes the quarterback play usually goes the wildcats but again they only have to keep this game within eight points we're not talking about them winning it outright though i could see that happening uh and really for northwestern again i've been harping on this for a few weeks andrew marty fifth year senior out of the cincinnati area getting hurt in that duke game after he provided a spark to the offense looked like a different wildcats team they just haven't been the same whenever hunter johnson played ryan helsinki uh, those guys have not provided what Andrew Marty provided. So it's going to have to be Northwestern's defense, opportunistic running game, but I think they keep it close and cover the eight. Let's go ahead and take a look at the NFL games. Some of them we haven't looked at so far, Kev, and we're going to start it off by talking about the Rams. Uh, minus 14 and a half at the Houston Texans this week. The Rams with a big spread here against a bad Texans team. Uh, the total's 47.5, minus 1,000 on the Rams, plus 650 on the hapless Texans. Uh, can Houston surprise here, or will this be the Rams' day? Oh, God, Jason. I, I absolutely hate um, the spread for this one. I understand why it's that high, because 
I mean, it's Houston after all. Why are we uh, Why are we surprised at that point? But I, I don't know, Jason. It's just something about this game tells me that Houston will be able to keep this closer than I think a lot of people realize. Because, I mean, LA's, they've, they've been playing fantastic this, this season so far. But I think this could be a little bit of a trap game, Jason, because they might be looking ahead a little bit to the next week where LA is going to be hosting the Titans on um, at home on Sunday night football. So this might sound a little outlandish, but let me take the Texans to cover in this one to, because I think that they might be able to surprise the Rams a little bit who might not, uh, I guess, just be taking this game as seriously as they might be others on their schedule. Yeah, I think you're on to something here, Kev. That's the thing. You look at the Rams, they play in that tough NFC West. And this is one of those look-ahead spots when you think about the Rams having the Titans on deck in a Sunday night game the following week. Give me the Texans, the inferior opponent on their own field, to cover. Just stay within two touchdowns and you cover by the hook. So give me the Texans. All right, Kev, let's look ahead to a team that has not looked like their previous selves the last couple of years. The Chiefs, you mentioned this earlier, made it to the Super Bowl the previous two seasons. Not looking so good this year, especially with that loss in Tennessee, 27-3 last week. This week, the Chiefs on the Monday nighter, 7:20 Central Time. They'll host Joe Judge's Giants. Uh, the Chiefs minus 9.5 in this game. A total is 52. Chiefs minus 425 on the money line. The Giants return plus 320. Uh, your thoughts on the matchup? Well, Jason, again, this is we find ourselves at this again where we think the Chiefs are going to be able to put up a lot of points, but they just haven't this year. They haven't been able to get the run game going. Patrick Mahomes, Jason, you could almost even argue with the way that the offense has his offensive line is arguably one of the worst in the league. The way that he's had to run for his life for the vast majority of the football season so far. His receivers hasn't haven't helped him out as much as they normally do. And on top of all that, their defense has not been very good. So I don't like the spread um, that very that much, and I don't like the money line either way. I don't trust the Giants enough to actually pull this one out to be willing to take them on plus three twenty. So let me go ahead and I will take I will channel my inner John Spataro from last week and take the Kansas City and take uh, the under fifty two points on this one. All right, Kevin on the under and the Chiefs Giants. Of 52. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think this is where they take out some frustration against a bad football team. So give me Kansas City to cover the nine and a half. You still got Patrick Mahomes. You still got a lot of weapons on that offensive side for Kansas City. I think they take out some frustration in this game. Let's go ahead and take a look next at the Seahawks and Jaguars. Boy, Geno Smith has not done what you need to do as a backup quarterback. He's a name backup quarterback, but I always believe it's the Jason Gotch theory of backup quarterbacks. When that guy comes in, you hope he can win at least half the games for you. Just go split those games when he's in, and then your starter takes over the rest of the way. Hopefully that starter is not done for the season. That's not the case with Russell Wilson, thankfully. But the Seahawks have really struggled with Geno Smith not being able to make plays at key times in games. Though they are three-point favorite at home this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the total in this game is 43 and a half. Seattle minus 170, Kevin, on the money line. The Jaguars and Urban Meyer come back plus 150. This game is not looking very good, Jason, but I will go ahead and I will take the Seahawks on this one, minus three, with the sole reasoning being is that they are at home, Jason, so they will have the crowd on their side. Trevor Lawrence has not looked very good. 
The Jags as a whole have not looked very good. Urban Meyer has not been very good. The Jags got don't don't really have much going for them at this point, Jason. So let me take the Seahawks minus three. This one's rough for me. I want to take the Seahawks, then I look at it. It looks like a trap because the, the GDL Smith just has not been very good. But I, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Seahawks, too. I can't bet on Urban Meyer on the road right now. Uh, give me the Seahawks minus the three. The Bills are minus 13 and a half, Kevin, against the Dolphins this week. Big spread here in this AFC East battle early in the day, noon Central time. Totals 49 and a half. Bills minus 850, Dolphins plus 75, 575. Bills doing what they're supposed to do this season, being a Super Bowl contender. Dolphins very disappointing. A lot of high hopes for Miami, but not so much, at least so far. Yeah, Jason, I, I, I do not think that Tua is the answer at, for a quarterback in Miami. I think that has been pretty much proven with how he has done so far in, his, in the early part of his career. Um, I think for him it, personally, he needs to get the he needs to get the hell out of there and get and have a change of scenery. But in terms of the gamblers' perspective, I don't know, Jason. For some reason, I'm really itching to take the Dolphins in this one because for some reason, I it, the AFC East we've seen it periodically throughout the course of the last probably ten years or so. There's always one game that should be a blowout that the team that should ends up that ends up um, losing is the one that was favored. So let me take the Dolphins in this one. I'm going to take them on the money line, actually, Jason, which actually, as I was putting together my statement, the money line has actually just changed. The Dolphins are now plus 600 in this game. So let me go ahead and I will take the Dolphins on the money line plus 600 because why not? If I get a chance to get 600 back from a $100 bet, I, I guess I'm going to not be willing to take it. Yeah, it's like hitting a lottery ticket if you pull that one off, Kev. This one's really tough for me. But I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go actually something I don't usually do. I'm going to go ahead and take them under here, a 49 and a half. The, the 14 points scare me either way. I don't necessarily trust the Dolphins or the Bills to cover that. So give me the under of 49 and a half in that contest. That's how Jason Gotch is going to play it. Now, before we get to the Toilet Bowl game of the week, some more NFL contests and also – our three best bets of the week. Let's do some better drinkets here, Kevin. And we are going to look at the Jets total points versus the visiting Bengals over under 15 and a half for the Jets hosting the Bengals this week. Can the Jets get to 16 points or will the Bengals defense hold them shy of that number? Uh, oh God, I, I, I hope they can get more than 15 points, Jason. Oh my goodness. Um, so I will go ahead and I will take, I will bet this Jason. I will take the over on this one just cause I mean, it is, it is very hard to keep an NFL team under 15 points. Um, I know the Bengals, they have a good defense. I don't think they have a great defense. I understand it's the jets, but let me go ahead and I will take the over on this one. All right, Kevin on the over, I'm on the under. It is hard to keep a team under 15 and a half or over 15 and a half points in a game, but these are the Jets. I've got no faith. Give me the under. Cowboys kicker Greg Joseph over under six and a half points at the Vikings on Sunday night. Um, Jason, I will go ahead. I will keep this money in the beer fund. I'm going to go ahead and drink this one. All right, Kevin will drink it, and I will say over for Greg Joseph the six and a half points final one for this segment bears tight end Cole Komet 
Over under two and a half catches versus the Niners. Now, the odds are a little different here. If you want the over, it's minus 155. If you want the under, it's plus 115. Unfortunately, Jason, I'm going to have to go ahead and I'm going to take the under because he's not been nearly as involved in this offense as I think we expected him to be, as I think he should be more involved in this Bears offense. But they don't give him the football. They don't throw him the football. So for plus 115, let me go ahead and I will take the under in this one because, I mean, it's a very little bet anyway that I would probably put money on this one. So I'm not, I don't stand to lose all that much if I do. Yeah, I wouldn't put a lot here either, but I'm going to take the over. Say Justin Fields finds Cole Komet three times against the Niners on Halloween Sunday. When we come back here on State Lines, he's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Toilet Bowl game of the week. More NFL games for the week that will be and our three best bets of the contest. All that and more right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We continue along on State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Great to have you aboard as we get you ready for a big weekend that will be in the National Football League. Of course, it's Halloween Sunday. Happy Halloween to all the trick-or-treaters out there. Hope if you're going trick-or-treating, you get the good candy and not the bad stuff. I'm going to look forward to that with my little guy this year, hopefully. Find the houses that got the big block bars or the full-size candy. Stay away from the houses with the little Tootsie Rolls that they like to give out. But regardless... (laughs) At least you get some NFL football on your Sunday, whether your trick-or-treating is good or not. Although, this is definitely a trick game here. This is not a treat game for anybody out there. This is our Toilet Bowl game of the week, Kev. Uh, There are a few candidates this week, but we went with this one. Uh, The Eagles, only two wins on the year. This is how bad this game is. The Eagles have two wins. They're minus three and a half. Minus 180 at the Motor City Kitties. The winless Detroit Lions. Uh, 48 is your total in this game on the money line minus again, 180 for the Eagles plus 155 for the lions. Can the lions pull a trick and actually win a game on Halloween or cover this number? Or are you going with the Eagles, Kevin Berger? Well, Jason, I think for this one, I will go ahead. I will take the lions to cover this one. Um, so I think this game, I think they'll be able to keep it close because that's seemingly every single game the Lions plays, they lose in a heartbreak last second field goal. Um, 
So I will go ahead and I, I will take the Eagles minus three and a half, but I, th- I expect this game to be exceptionally close. So I think Detroit will be able to do enough to cover the game. All right. Kevin is on the Lions. So am I, Jason Gotch. Give me the three and a half. If Detroit's going to win a game this year, this might be the one they actually do. So I think the Lions find a way against a bad Eagles team. Give me Detroit plus the points. Even if they don't win, they cover. I'm not taking the Lions on the money line. Not that gutsy. Going to go with the Lions plus the three and a half. Some more games to look at here, Kevin. We got the Panthers plus the three, minus 130 against the Atlanta Falcons. These are two teams that could have easily had the toilet bowl game this year. But, hey, when the Lions are winless, got to put them in there against a bad Eagles team. But this is a toilet bowl of the game year, or toilet bowl game of the week runner-up. Again, Panthers plus three in Atlanta. Uh, plus 130 on the money line. Falcons minus 150. Uh, 46 and a half is your total. Boy, Sam Darnold, after a good start, is really not playing good football for the Panthers. Uh, the Falcons not having a great year in their own right. Play this one out for us. Yeah, well, Jason, it's a team that it's two teams that have two equally bad quarterbacks or disappointing quarterbacks at this point. And um, they don't really have a whole lot else to go in for themselves. Um, so I will take the Falcons in this one, minus three, minus 105, mostly because they will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium at home in Atlanta. So let me take uh, Atlanta minus three. All right, Kevin is going to go with Atlanta minus three. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Two bad teams. Give me the points. The field goal usually is means this is an even game. You get three points. You give lay three points, though, when you're on your own field. So uh, give me Carolina. Don't feel good about this one. If I wasn't on the program today, I wouldn't be looking at betting this game. But since we got it on the card, let's go with the Panthers. And the Patriots, this should be an interesting one late in the day, Kev. This is a uh, later contest. And let me get you the exact time here for the Patriots. 3.05 Central Time. Patriots plus five at the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Total here, 49.5, minus 225 for the Chargers. Uh, Patriots return plus 185 on the money line. This is a very interesting game, Jason, because Bill Belichick has had a great career um, coaching against quarterbacks that are under the age of 25. In fact, I think he's only lost maybe twice his entire uh, head coaching career since he got to the Patriots. Um, But the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers have looked fantastic. They're at home. But you know what? I I will take the Patriots plus five, minus 110 in this one. Just because I just have a feeling Mac Jones, I think, has gotten better pretty much every single game. Uh, The Chargers, don't be wrong, they've they've been very, very good for this whole season so far. I just have a feeling. Let me take the Patriots uh, plus five. All right. Kevin is on the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Chargers here and say Justin Herbert finds a way to solve Bill Belichick's mastery of the young quarterbacks. Give me the Chargers here on their own field against the Patriots team that is having an up and down season. It's that time of the show, Kevin. We do it each and every week. We do our three best bets against the spread. So as I do every week, Kevin, the floor is yours. Give us those winners, starting with bet number one, and then I'll give a bet of my own. All right. So bet number one for me, Jason, is actually is going to be um, in the Denver game, the Denver-Washington football team game. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, and the boys, minus, minus three at mile high. Uh, minus 115 is, is the number. Because uh, I think the Broncos are going to be able to get back on track this week. And I think they'll be able to pull out this game. All right. Kevin locked in with best bet number one. I am going to go with the Chicago Bears plus the four 
against the 49ers. I just think the wrong team might be favored here. Look, the Bears are not good, but they're better on their own field. And the 49ers offense is abysmal. And I know Khalil Mack probably is not going to play in this game. So that's going to hurt the Bears defense a little bit. But still, I think the Bears cover this number. I think it's a close game either way. So give me the Bears plus the four against Frisco. Noon kickoff at Soldier Field on Sunday afternoon. Bet number two for you, Kevin. Uh, bet number two for me, Jason, is going to actually be the Sunday night football game that we talked about earlier. I'm going ahead and I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys minus one and a half in this football game against the Vikings. Um, as I said, I think they have just about as many weapons as you could ever possibly want on the offensive side of the football. Dak has looked great. Ezekiel Elliott looks reborn now that he's lost that little bit of weight. Um, the passing game has looked good. Their defense has probably been the biggest surprise out of any single unit from any team in, in the league so far. So let me take Dallas going to Minnesota and being able to take this game minus one and a half. All right, I'm going to counter here with the Colts, minus one and a half against the Tennessee Titans. I think this is a classic letdown spot for the Titans. Look, they were geared up for the Chiefs. They pounded them 27-3 down in Nashville last week. Now they have a road matchup, which a couple of weeks ago didn't look very tough. AFC South battle up in Indy, and the Colts all of a sudden have won two in a row, and they're playing pretty good football. A lot of people would think that the Titans should be favored in this game. It's not that way. The Colts are a minus 1.5, one and a half point favorite. Uh, in this contest, and I think they cover it. So give me Indianapolis uh, minus the one and a half. Kevin, your last best bet for the Halloween weekend slate in the NFL. And my last best bet, Jason, is going to be in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. I I am going to take – I think Cleveland is going to be able to cover this one. Baker Mayfield, it is, assuming he plays, I think is due for a big bounce-back game this week. Um, as you pointed out, Case Keenum is still a very competent, capable backup quarterback in the NFL. He knows what's going on. He's probably There's probably no defenses in the league he hasn't seen at this point at some point in his career. So let me take Cleveland uh, minus three and a half over Pittsburgh at um, in Cleveland. All right, Kevin locked in with the Browns for his final best bet of the week. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs minus the nine and a half in the Monday night game against the Giants. I think this is one where after last week, the Chiefs lost 27-3, as I just mentioned a moment ago, down in Nashville to the Titans. I think they are looking to break out. The Giants are a team to do that against. The Giants are not a good football team. Are the Chiefs the team they were the last couple of years? Absolutely not, but I still think they're good enough at Arrowhead to put a hurt here on the Giants. I think they win this game by double digits, so give me the Chiefs minus 9.5 as Jason Gotch's final best bet of the week. That'll do it for our show. Thanks for joining us on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the Halloween slate in the National Football League. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope the treats are better than the tricks, and we will talk to you next week, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.